Hey confidants, it's Teresa, your girl, the high priestess. This is the podcast where our comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. You guys know what it is. You guys are here every week, and I love it. I love you guys. Um, if you haven't given me a review yet, um, I would totally love a five-star review. Go to your iTunes app, your Apple Podcasts, whatever you use. Five stars, write a review. Um, I guess if you have something terrible to say, maybe message that to me. Don't put it on iTunes or do whatever you want. Um, but you can message me. This is all to say. You can message me. Tell me anything pod at gmail.com or on Instagram at tell me anything pod. But you guys know me. You know me. I'm on, I'm, I'm Teresa Lee. I'm at Larissa T. So I know you know me because I get your messages. So you can also reach me that way. But I do check all of those. Look, I love to have many lines of communication. It's just, you know, you can call it my kink, um, communicating. Anyways, uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, announcements, um, just want to let you guys know we have something exciting coming up, um, some big news on the horizon, so look out for that. But in the meantime, if you want to be on my super confidant newsletter, you can send $5 or more to paypal.me slash you can tell me anything. Thank you to all the super confidants who have already contributed this month. Shout out what what. Um, it basically, if you do it before the fifth of the month, I'll send out, I'll include you on the newsletter going out the following month. So usually that goes out the week after the fifth. So that should be coming out in just a few days. Um, and I love to connect with you guys. I send photos, videos, um, usually write out a personal message and it's a lot of fun because it's a way for me to tell you guys a little bit more about what's going on in my life that I don't share with the whole world. Whew, this is a very long intro and I swear it's almost over. But you know what? I wanted to try reading a listener confession on the podcast in the intro and sometimes we do them on the episode and with a guest but um, this episode particularly, we did not, and I, uh, I got this message, and I wanted to address it. So, here is the listener confession. It's a bit long. I'm going to read it, and I will leave out any names. Hi, I deliberately walked around my workplace, a 700,000 square foot warehouse, because I knew the people I'd encounter would compliment how I look today. I am one of the senior managers in the building. The more I thought about it, hearing the compliments make me feel bad because I fish for them and I am in no close relation to those who said them. Lately, I've been feeling lonely because there seems to be many reminders of that recently. I've had confidence and self-esteem issues in the past, but I've gotten much better. My confidence is higher and my self-esteem is better than ever compared to a 10 years ago. However, I still cannot maintain a meaningful, intimate, and loving relationship with a person of the opposite sex, let alone initiate one. My confidence in myself allows me to take that notion in stride since I think that I'll be able to focus on myself even more and will be a better person to special someone in the future. But the reason for the loneliness re recently is that I've been thinking about my situation a lot, dot, dot, dot. Then in parentheses says, please take this with a grain of salt since you don't know me and I don't expect you to believe me. Okay, end parentheses. Despite having a close and supportive network of family and friends, and despite being told how positive, altruistic, funny, focused, and loving I am, I can't get a girlfriend. I can't get second dates. I've never had a girlfriend in my 28 years on earth, 
I've never been more than on more than one date with the same person. The not getting a second date part is the root of it to me since it's such a simple explanation for not having a significant other. No second date, no progress on the relationship to advance. Should I ask my dates to be my girlfriend on the first date? Haha, ha, just kidding. Okay, you got me there. Um, but for real, I'm taking it in stride. I'm keeping a my time will come mindset. I'm focused on my career. But when should I start to worry? Thanks, Teresa. I love your podcast and the work that you do. Um, wow. Well, first of all, thank you so much for sharing this. Um, and I actually think this is probably quite relatable for a lot of people, but being in this position can feel very lonely, of course, um, because I think you're seeking something outside of yourself and um, it feels like this thing that's far away that you want. And the more you think about it, the harder it is to get because I think, well, I'm not a relationship expert, but I can tell you about my experience. I um, didn't have a, a relationship till very late in my life. Um, I remember even going through college and everyone had had boyfriends and I hadn't. And I remember feeling just like, am I doing something wrong? I feel like I, you know, have these first dates or have these interesting experiences and then it never goes anywhere, right? That's kind of what you're talking about. I can tell you a couple of things. I definitely hear you saying like the word getting a second date or getting a girlfriend. I think that's definitely a f uh, thing that you might want to consider reframing. Um, I think thinking of this girlfriend as this girlfriend you don't have and don't know as something you're trying to get can limit yourself because you're sort of seeking this like object which you know girlfriends are not objects they're people they're people seeking other things from you as well it's sort of a two-way street you're both people and if it works a relationship that's healthy is two people who can support each other love each other give each other what they the other needs and grow together so that being said it's not necessarily going to feel like this is someone I got and then she's mine and she'll never leave because that doesn't happen. Even if she says she'll be your girlfriend, let's say she says it on a first date, she could still leave. It might not work. So what you're really seeking is a connection. You really are looking to connect to someone in a way that makes you feel safe and secure and like willing to build something with them. And I, th I this is just my guess, but I think it's hard to make a connection if you're constantly thinking of them as this prize you have to get because then you're kind of running your head through like is this person checking off boxes rather than just listening and being present and experiencing a relationship um and you know if over and over you're not getting second dates like you say and you feel like you're putting in a lot of effort and that you're a catch and all that um it's worth in exploring like first of all do you know what you want Second of all, are you opening yourself up to things outside of that? Just definitely just like look at your own patterns, you know. Are you going for people who are unavailable because you're not really quite available? These are all things that aren't easy, but um, over time you definitely can develop patterns and it's good to look at that. I know for a fact I used to think that I was always going for unavailable people and I always thought I was putting in my all and that I love very deeply and like I didn't understand. And then over time I looked back and I was like, well, I must be giving off symbols that I'm also unavailable. And I was, you know, I was. I was letting things slide that shouldn't have been okay if I was seeking a relationship, which I was. So once I realized that I shifted my um, my actions and, and everything changed. Anyways, there's no, obviously there's no one-stop shop, there's no one solution, um, but you seem like a very self-aware person who's done a lot of self-reflection and, you know, have 
you have a job, you are able to, you've, you're cultured, you listen to me. <laughs> um, but no, I'm serious. You, you seem like a very smart person. And so I don't think this is something you need to go too deep and think like, what's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. 28 is a perfectly fine age to have never been in a serious relationship. Look, we're told that you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. You're not. You spend a lot of time building your life, building your interests. I think that's great. You'll meet the right person. Um, but I would say definitely uh, reframe your thinking in terms of like trying to get something that other people have because some people in relationships are trying to get something you have, the job, the self-awareness. So um, work more on connecting to people and um, finding that sort of feeling with other people before you try to force a label onto things. That's my advice. Well, thanks so much for listening to that. Um, yeah, I went on for a bit. Um, and you know what? I'll see how I feel about doing these at the beginning. I kind of think it might be fun to continue doing these with a guest. So again, you can email me your confession if you'd like me to talk about it on the podcast. Or if you want it anonymous, I can also respond directly to you without reading it on the podcast. Um, that's been the intro. I'm really excited to introduce the guest. Uh, she's really wonderful. She's from San Francisco and she's soon to be a Los Angeles citizen, but, um, very funny comedian open for Amy Poehler at Clusterfest. We have Nori Reed. Enjoy. Hey guys, it's Teresa. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. This is a podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. It is a comedy podcast, also sometimes therapy. It's whatever you want it to be. Um, I know it's pretty much therapeutic for me, but I'm really excited for my guest today. She's actually visiting from my hometown, the Bay Area. She's down here um, just visiting in LA, so I had to get her on. She's going to be performing at the All Jane Comedy Fest in Portland, and she has a monthly show in Oakland called Man Haters. It's Nori Reed. Hi. What's up? I paused before Oakland because I always just want to refer to the entire Bay Area as San Francisco. And then yeah. I've noticed like the past couple of times <laughs> you made a face, <laughs> the past couple of times I've gone back, like people get a little um, salty when I do that. I'm like, oh, that's right. It, Oakland is different. It's just because I grew up in the South Bay. And then when I went to New York, I just tell people I'm from San Francisco because it's easier. Yeah, it's changed. Things have changed. It's different. It's so different. <laughs> it's like a battle. It's a war. Yeah. Do you yeah. guys feel like a lot of like rivalry with San Francisco? I think San Francisco right now represents like <laughs> so much. Sure. Um, <laughs> like that maybe it's just like maybe less cool to say that like mm -hmm. it's so much cooler to be like oakland it's like saying brooklyn instead of manhattan yeah it used to just be new york and now it's like well there's like sex in the mm. city new york mm -hmm. and brooklyn's also very like douchey now but yeah it's just a different vibe i think it's just a different vibe and it's like a cooler vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it is cooler is the comedy like that differentiated too you think yeah it is. i do okay. i so think it's like oakland comedy versus san francisco comedy yeah well i think that um I understand at least that back in the day there was more of an alt comedy scene uh -huh. and because of like tech gentrification. Yeah. Let's get political. Let's talk about <laughs> it. Let's talk about it. Um, the alt comedy scene kind of left in San Francisco uh -huh. because it just, you know, that's how that works. And I guess Oakland now kind of, 
at least for me, represents kind of like that alt comedy scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could see that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think your show is like my favorite show that I've done in the Bay. Thank so. you. It's a great show. <laughs> um, well, I like to start with a good confession. Just okay. to start on a positive note, is there something good you'd like to confess? <clears throat> um, yeah, I think my f- confession is that I like L.A. Oh, that it's is not, great. I know. It's like, oh, my God. Uh, and you've only like you've only just started. Co- well, no, you. I feel like you've come down here before, right? For like a quick. This is my first real. But you're doing LA like now trip. you're like doing the meetings and stuff. Yes, you're coming meetings. Down for, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. And that's great. And yeah. I, th- yeah, that's really wonderful. I, I feel like it's like a cool thing to hate L.A. If yeah. That, if that makes sense. Like, oh, no. Yeah. I'm all <laughs> again, that cool Oakland vibe. I'm like, oh, L.A. Like, wow. Like, no. And then I kind of <laughs> like it. Yeah. I had that when I lived in New York. And it's weird to think about it now because now I live here. But L.A. did feel like this. I don't know why we hated it. I had never spent any time doing comedy there. I just knew that I hated it. And yeah. there was this feeling of like, ugh, like this person's from LA on this show. No wonder they're bad. <laughs> and now I'm like, <laughs> why did we, we were just so salty. Like, It's funny because last night I did faded comedy, mm-hmm. which was great. And I said I was a Bay Area comic and people in the crowd like wooed and were like happy. <laughs> and it was such a strange moment. I was, it was so unexpected because I feel like in the Bay, if you talk about LA, people are like, Boo. And uh-huh. I just thought I was like, wow, I was like this whole time LA's just been loving us and Yeah, LA we, loves we're not, everyone. We're not returning to love. It's it's fucked up. LA likes yeah. New York too. I mean, I, I feel like when New York comics come visit, LA loves them. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone just has, ha- hates LA. I think it's because we give like I will say LA's like um image is very like what I associate with like Instagram influencers. Like it's a little bit fake. It's not fake because they're trying to trick you. It's fake mm-hmm. because everybody is going to have good and bad. And LA people just choose to like focus on the good, <laughs> you know, I don't I know. That. And I mean, truly it nauseates me because I feel like I used to be like, Oh fuck that. Like, don't be happy. Just own the sadness. But now mm. I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry that I decided to be happy. And I, I am know. who has the so time. Sorry. So sorry. Who has the time to be sad? I just, <laughs> you know, I can't, I'm just too, I'm too busy. I'll uh, just bury it in a acai bowl and f- figure it out. Yeah, I have a dog. It's, I dye my <laughs> hair blonde. I mean, like, come on. I I'm love in your, it. By I'm the way, it. I love your hair. Oh, thank you it's so ba- much. I'm, I'm, I know you're yeah. saying you're thinking of going I'm blonde. I'm thinking about <gasps> going back. You look so good. Wait, have you been blonde before? I have been blonde. Oh, my goodness. It just burns so bad. It I know. Hurts. Like, it hurts. And it's hard. When I was in, were you like full blonde? Yeah. When I was in the chair, like, and my scalp is so sensitive and it was, and I know it hurts cause I've done it before, but it's always like just more pain than I remember. Yeah. And I remember just like thinking the, the worst of it only lasts for like about two minutes, but it's pretty bad two minutes. And I was just thinking like, I, this isn't worth it. I'm never going to do this again. <laughs> I don't know. I think about that. Cause I think about like looking at like, like traditionally hot models on mm-hmm. Instagram. And I'm always like, Oh, like if I just, you know, made this my project or whatever, maybe I could like, get plastic surgery and try to look like them. But then just the slightest burn on my scalp. I'm like, Oh no, I kind of admire these <laughs> girls. They really like, I don't value that to yeah. the point where I would go through that much pain and they're probably constantly suffering. So, so much pain. <laughs> it's like so much pain, much respect for the hot girls, more respect for the hot girls who, uh, go through pain to yeah. look hot. Like, the Fashion Nova girls. Insane. Yeah. They, like this they yeah, yeah, all of the work you get done. I'm like, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be judging work. I mean, we should because they're for sure giving us the wrong ideals, but also like if you break down their existence, you're yeah. like, they're not they're in pain. <laughs> they're in a like lot of pain. That is like very really like white feminism, right? To yeah. like look down on women who 
performed femi- yeah. fe- femininity and things like yeah. that. But also, I feel like just going blonde for the fall is like so subversive. Yeah, because it's, it's not. not just yeah, because you're like <laughs> you think it's like summertime, but it's like no, bitch, it's fall, and I'm I'm gonna go blonde. <laughs> There's something cool about that. Um, I did also go through a breakup, and I do want people to see my pain. So um. <laughs> we'll see. That I think that's great because um, maybe it's like you don't feel the sadness, but you want to show. Yes, you want to show, show it. it. Yeah. yeah, summertime sadness, fall, t- whatever the opposite Ooh, of. She's back. Yeah, she's <laughs> oh, back. Oh, she is. Yeah, she has Love. that. Um, did you see the collab with oh, no. Ariana and Miley <gasps> for Charlie's Angels? Are you kidding me? It's I'm. Not, so she's excited. not that good on it, but Fuck. but okay. it's a cool music video because all three of them are in it, and they're all in pain. They are all in three women in pain. Three women in pain. I'm so excited. (laughs) Love a woman in pain. Three sad women in pain. Yeah. Yeah. That is the thing. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. um, (laughs) um, So, okay. So this podcast is sort of inspired by therapy and like getting things off your chest. Love therapy. So, okay. So you go to therapy. Uh, Yes. Um, do you, uh, when did you, did you always go to therapy like growing up or was it something no, as an adult? No, no, I did not go growing up cause, um, my mom is Korean, mm-hmm. so that's not, there's it's not a thing. Talk about yeah. no time for sadness. That's for sure. They just don't the believe root. in it. My mom was the same way. She would get upset. I remember specifically one time her emailing me an article from Stanford, no less like the Stanford, whatever <laughs> science journal or something about how like therapy might be like doing more harm than good yeah. and she was like see and i'm yeah. like okay great like, and Stanford's no like the bible right <laughs> like for, for green people yeah I guess. right no that's yeah. where they went but <clears throat> i started in college when i okay. kind of like broke away from my like mm-hmm. where i grew up where did you go to school i went to college in um uh kenyan college in ohio okay. like a labards kind of a okay, situation cool. yeah yeah and a situation. I, it's a, it was a situation. <laughs> and I think like Oberlin, but like, I guess like more outward money or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. And so a lot of the kids are LA kids and New York kids. Oh, and okay. I am from Kentucky from like a small farm town, literally called Christian County. Oh, really? And wow. I know. Were you Christian? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like it's in the name, like Pentecostal, <laughs> Southern Baptist, like a mix of those oh, two. Wow. It was a lot. And um, so when I got to this like liberal ass campus with like all of these liberal people and I just had essentially like a nervous breakdown and was asked to, um, I was at, I guess I was you like asked, asked, you were escorted to the, I was, yeah, let's get real here. I was, I was, I was polite. It's not like there was no escorting. Suggested. It was, it was a strong suggestion <laughs> that I reach out to the counseling center and that was my first introduction to therapy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. were you, so you said it's very liberal and it was like mm-hmm. a culture shock. Were you aware of that? And were you like seeking something different or were you like yeah. very much still eat, drinking the Kool-Aid of your town? You know, I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a queer person and mm-hmm. I feel like as a queer, you all, it's, it's always somewhere, right? It's yeah. like, you know, maybe if you don't even know how to interact with it or if you can't name it, it's still like a shape or like yeah. a feeling or some, I don't know. I clearly have been to therapy. Um, <laughs> it's in there. And you pull out a picture that you're like, it yeah. looks like this. I drew it in therapy. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. like a, like a pyramid shape. Yeah. Um, but yeah, of course. Yeah. I think for me, academics was like a way to get out of Kentucky. Yeah. Like I knew that if I did well, then I could maybe like escape. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I did. I was seeking that, but still, even with that like desire, the practice of it was mm-hmm. overwhelming yeah. and too much. Yeah. Well, um, can you think of specific things that you were like, whoa, I like this is very liberal compared to what I've 
uh, grown yeah. up with or just was it just like everybody had mm-hmm. a different set of ideals or was it specific things it was that people were into so much Patagonia it was like <laughs> I mean I've never because I never even like knew that was a brand and I was just like what the is liberal this? uniform yeah I was like there's all of this Patagonia like where I don't even know where that That's is also a very specific type of liberal it's like the wealthy, mm, liberal. wealthy like Bay Area it's very much it's like yeah it's like um yeah. privileged educated but also thinks they're better than you because they voted democrat (laughs) absolutely it was like that kind of crowd of just like very hyper educated Mm -hmm. very hyper just you know yeah the you know really top rich people and so it was just a culture shock in terms of coming from like a very working class family and Uh um and yeah like in terms of liberal stuff i just mean i went to a christian school my whole life up until that point and we literally taught creationism and wow. science class. We literally put post-it notes over the genitals oh my in God. art history. This like this is real life. That's like, almost like more like um, suggestive. I feel yeah. like to cover something up. I know. Because then you're like, what's under there? And that's all you're looking at. And post-it notes are removable, so it's like yeah, it's you're like, like you're <laughs> you're like tell, it's like hey, that there's a penis under here, and oh you really gosh. need to look at it. I can't imagine. Yeah. Imagine like teaching um, hmm. like human anatomy or something, and you're like, I have to cover this. And then you, people just grow up thinking that there's nothing there. And then you, how scary to yeah. see, like, yeah. it, like if you've never seen like a penis or something and how scary to see it, like a full grown penis, because you haven't seen a picture of it and you're like, I thought there was nothing there. Like, I know. <laughs> and you thought you just think it's a post-it note. It's post-it note. <laughs> and then there's no post-it note. And it's kind of meta because the <laughs> British like took off the penises from the Roman statues. Oh yeah. yeah like she studied art history. Uh, okay. okay. She, she knows. went to liberal arts college. She went to li- listen, listen, <laughs> I, that they're worked i i very much i'm uh, rich now and <laughs> i look and i yeah they, the british they, they took off the penises and so and they still put like post-it notes over the like removed oh really penis. so i was just like this is like a two negatives make up i don't know i was very I confused feel like they should cover a different part of the body to like it's like classic misdirection. Like, yeah. what if they just covered the bicep and then everyone's like, ooh, what's going on Ooh, there? Everybody's focused on biceps. You're not even looking down you there. Didn't see it. <laughs> they didn't cover the buttocks or the but um, boobs. The boobs. They did. Oh, they so didn't. So okay. they didn't. So it was just like. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Opposite of TV censorship, I feel like. Yeah. And then I went to liberal arts college and all the penises. And I was just like, <laughs> oh my God, there's penises on these statues. <laughs> I would just, yeah, it was a lot. That is. <laughs> Um, were you like part of student organizations at your college? Yeah, I like this. This feels like an interview. I'm really because I love oh. this. It's like, did I get the job at Twitter? Did like, you? <laughs> <laughs> like um, we, wow, very <laughs> Bay Area reference there. Yes, yes, that, that is a reference. Um, yeah, I was in this Archon. It's called Archon Society, uh-huh. and it was a gender neutral society. So it's like a fraternity, but it's for oh, okay, all for anybody. Genders. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And so. It was, was it great. like uh, you guys had a house and there's like yeah. all that? Oh, cool. We had a house and then we did um, the focus of the organization was com- community service. Oh, great. And so I just want to let everyone, I'm a very good person. Sounds like, wow. I'm rich. Sounds I'm, like you're bragging there. Nori. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm like, uh, who's the queen? Who's the princess that just had a baby? What's oh, um, Meghan Markle? No. That's me. Does she have a baby? Yeah. She did have a baby. Yeah, I'm rich. I'm nice. I'm, <laughs> I'm for the people. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was like a, it was a great, great experience. That thing. Oops. That was my computer. Ooh. Oops. Um, Oops. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you, Nori, is there oh. anything you'd like to tell me? Oh, well, I guess there is. <laughs> I mean, I I have a confession. Uh, since we are talking about Kentucky, we're talking about these things. 
I I did not fully truly understand how to use chopsticks until I was like 11 years old. Okay. And your parents are uh, mixed. Yes. My mom is Korean. Uh-huh. And my dad is mixed. He's uh, Irish and Cherokee. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I took a second. I was like, Korean people use chopsticks. And I was like, of course they do. Mm-hmm. But for some reason in my mind, I actually didn't <clears throat> eat Korean food till I was like oh. in college. I don't think. Well, no, I've had Korean barbecue, but yeah. um, I feel like that uh, in Hollywood, we're so used to being like all Asians in one category but um growing up in the bay area it's like there's all these little pockets yeah and they're very different and um, there's no real korean it does, there doesn't feel like there's m- like there is korean people in the bay obviously and there is yeah. community but there's no like korea town yeah not, in a, a real not the way. way it is down here yeah. yeah 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 there's way more korean food down here mm-hmm. um uh so you didn't learn to use chopsticks till yeah. you were 11 was it did you try and then give up or was what was your household so, like very much just not even <clears throat> culturally korean I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm, I had Chick-fil-A. I'm just going to be open with you. I had wow. Chick-fil-A. I'm, Get out of here. I'm this is a hate reflux. crime. I feel, no, I'm just kidding. If I can't have it, who can? No, I, you know I also, you know what? This is going to get me canceled. I'm scared. This is brave to say, yeah, but I let's talk about also it. eat Chick-fil-A. <gasps> but oh I specifically God. go to the one in Hollywood. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like that, that one does support. I've definitely um, yeah. met gay employees there. Definitely supports working actors. I feel like I'm doing community service when Listen. I go there. It's a lot of actors. Yeah. You know, I'm paying for their headshots. I yeah. just feel like I'm doing philanthropy. It's true. <laughs> and the way I feel is the service is so good that it makes you realize the positives of Christian values <laughs> because they're so nice and wonderful and lovely that you're like, Listen. Maybe you hate gay people. Maybe you don't support abortion. You are so nice and lovely. And it's confusing. It's very confusing. It's also like every... Well, I think notoriously they've definitely uh, not done themselves any favors by talking about how much they hate gay people up top. But as a company, but like... Most companies, the top people yeah. are bad. They're just they not. Up. They just know people. better than to show their face. Absolutely in public. Um, it's just, yeah. I think they got too bold because the chicken is so good, so good that they were like, "Listen, we <laughs> hate gay people," and they were expecting people to be like, "Well, the chicken is so good," which I guess like is Trojan happening. Horse in their valleys. Yeah. But also, the thing is, I don't think there's anybody who's like. I love Chick-fil-A. Therefore, I will also hate gay people with you. Like it's yeah, not that them not doing that is actually people. not changing anyone. If anything, more people are hearing that and being like, if they were ambivalent before, being like, maybe I shouldn't hate gay people because yeah. of all the gay people who are mad at Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. also Chick-fil-A is good. Like it's only pushing people to the other side. I feel like I don't know if that's I true. A, that's I, not scientific. I have a double <laughs> confession. It's okay. that I love Chick-fil-A <laughs> and wow, I, I'm a bad tea. Asian. Oh my gosh. Yeah, bad, bad queer, bad Asian. Bad queer, bad Asian. Oh my God. <laughs> There's a podcast called Bad Asians. Yes. David Nguyen from the Bay Area. I know. I know. Um, oh yeah. Anyways. So, okay. So you had Chick-fil-A. This Wait, this happens. is not related to the... Sorry. Let me go see. This is a double... This is a special double no, episode. No, this is all related. So, okay. so you, you don't follow rules. You're a rebel. I'm a you rebel. Like to, you like to walk your I'm own mixed. path. And if, that, if anything, that actually makes you a better queer, a better Asian because you you're so an much. individual and you're not trying to go with the pack. Wow. You, Look, do you, you see how be, I spun this? I should be a politician. You should be either a manager <laughs> because I've met, with, I've met with industry all week and they will spin, they will turn anything into a positive. And then, or you, a cult leader, as I a also A cult think. leader. Yeah. That's my goal. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm working on the cult part. Um, <laughs> so far, I have 20 people in. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> how many podcast people who listen to podcasts? <laughs> That's more than that, but okay. I don't know how many of them would follow me into a cult. Okay. Probably uh, not. Yeah. Probably not all of them. Most of them are probably listening in their car, and yeah. And uh, maybe I'm secretly brainwashing you. Who knows? 
eat Chick-fil-A. Listen to episode. No, I'm just going like, <laughs> to listen to this order and it was have a secret message. Um, okay. So you, you were, uh, I think, oh, we were talking about is your, was your family mm. like culturally Korean? Yes. And what happened is, so growing up in Kentucky, my mom, I think, you know, people have different ways of survival. Mm-hmm. I think for her, it very much was like assimilation sure. of just like, you know, she could see the white privilege and the, you know, we grew up in a town with like basically no Asian people. And yeah. so my school, I was the only Asian, Asian people love Kentucky Fried Chicken. I know. I don't know if that's a, I, f- I don't know if that's the thing do. we talk about enough, but I feel like, like my growing up and it's called Kandaji, right? In Chinese. Oh no, it's not. Oh, you I don't, don't know. speak Chinese. I'm sorry. Yeah. Kandaji. So that's what we used to call it. And all mm. the time, we just like, we just have it I at do. everything. Um, but then I asked my mom, I'm like, is it really from Kentucky? And she was like, I don't think so. Cause I went to Kentucky and mm. I had it and it tastes the same as everywhere else. Yeah. I was disappointed. Yeah. I mean, fried chicken is all in my, it's in my jeans. Mm-hmm. I'm like from Kentucky. <laughs> it's like everywhere I look, it's, it's in the, the but there's sign. no Asian people in. Not no. Kentucky. And growing up in my school, I was the only Asian uh, person basically. Wow. And it was like, it was bad. I mean, there was one other Asian girl, but you, we weren't even in the same school. Um, she was in like the way, way lower grades, uh-huh. but, um, yeah, it was just, it was a very white, very small Bible town. And so for her, it was about, you know, making me like a good white person. You what know? did your mom do or how did she end up there? She, so there's a military base there okay, and that's sure. really why there are these interracial kind of mm-hmm. relationships because white people, you know, they buy people and mm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They just, I was like, wait, what? My dad did not purchase my mom, but. But um, no, they're, you know, imperialism, military, that kind of stuff. And so they got married. They moved to this. This is what's fucked up. Okay, let me break this up. What's so fucked up is that they could have, from from the army base, Fort Campbell, Uh you have two choices of where to live. You can move to this place called Clarksville, Mm -hmm. which is in Tennessee. It's full of Korean people. (laughs) It's it's like a hub. Like there's just Korean people. It's like amazing it would I would have had the best childhood experience. <laughs> and then you could also then go to Christian County, which is like no Asian people, <laughs> you know, sad, like and they chose that. Wow. It's like in the cartoons when there's like uh, yes. one road that's dark and stormy and one yes. that's like bright with birds and then the someone walks by and flips a sign. So yes. then you're like the hero's like, Huh, this way? I yeah. guess. But it's like so clearly the wrong yeah. way. My parents are idiots. That's what I'm trying to say. They're so <laughs> stupid. And they chose the worst place to raise um, an Asian child. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So w- in our household, we ate a mix of Korean food and American food, but we would use um, forks and, mm. you know, we didn't use chopsticks. And but then my mom, what happened, this is what happened around 11, is that she wanted to go to Korea. Okay. And so that was uh-huh. the inspiration for me learning how to use chopsticks. Oh, Because okay. I didn't want to, I didn't want to look... S- like a idiot did your mom was did your mom know how to use chopsticks like yeah okay so because you yeah. grew up in korea and they mm-hmm. kind of moved and she an would use them like yeah. during dinner. oh really yeah during dinner she would use chopsticks just like dangling in front of you right? like, sorry this is a skill you I don't know. have <laughs> i think there's a lot of fucked up stuff that happens when you grow up I it think. is tricky i mean i know yeah. parents are tr- it's it's doing such a best. hard thing they're doing their best they're trying to make a easier for mm-hmm. their children um, as immigrants but what they don't realize it's like their experience can be totally different because they came here as adults and like kids are just so different yeah my mom like never taught me taiwanese not necessarily because yeah. of that but i think she kind of she sent me to chinese school and we learned mandarin and then we learned english 
and she would speak in Taiwanese on the phone. I still don't know it. I just yeah. hear it all the time, and she just never taught it to me. I know it was. It's a very lonely feeling, right? When you hear your mom speaking on the phone. Yeah. And for, for me, obviously Korean, and it was just like I really can't understand what you're saying. It's yeah, very disconnecting. Wow. Yeah. It's so yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I feel like I remember explaining this to my mom recently, just how what that weird feeling of the the experience of growing up Asian American and how different it is from just being Asian because you're you are American so yeah. you grow up with the same ref- well you know you see the same cultural mm-hmm. things happening this you know when Friends is on TV everybody's talking about it, you're part of that you yeah. see Beanie Babies whatever you know yes. all that stuff is part of your life and culture and at the same time you're also connected to this other culture yeah. and you're not separating it. So I, as I've gotten older, I've learned to look back and be like, Oh, that thing I probably felt because of this part of my life. And mm-hmm. this thing I felt because I was in theater and that's a theater thing or yeah. whatever. It's very, it's a very, um, not to, I mean, I don't want to, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. It's a, it was the oh, spicy okay. chicken sandwich. Oh, no. Are it you was okay? really spicy. We can take a break. I'm fine. <laughs> I just, you know, it's happening. Um, it's interesting. This, this is God. This is God. And I get <laughs> Christian it. Christian County. Where I you get at? it. Um, it's about, it's funny because it's like, um, a, yeah, your, your parents are doing the best they can. I mm-hmm. think in her brain, she was thinking that she was helping me yeah. in some way, but it very much was hurtful and kind of, you know, disconnecting. Um, but yeah, you lose a lot when you, when you are separated that way from like, half of you or like, you know, like who, like, you know, who you are. And then you feel it, especially, um, being in, uh, trying to make it in Hollywood now where they're like, okay, great. We want Asians. Do you speak this? Can you do martial arts? I'm like, I was trying to be white. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) wait, what? (sighs) I know. I actually just wrote for, I mean, this is local. It was for this. Um, we have a sketch, uh, sketch company in San Francisco called Killing My Lobster. Uh And I wrote for a show called Model Minority Report. And it it was an all Asian cast, all, you know, all Asian writers. And it was, you know, it was interesting being in the room because it was like, you know, so much like Asian kind of culture. And Mm -hmm. I think as a mixed person, I definitely almost was feeling re not, I I hate the word triggered. I think it's such a stupid, (laughs) I hate that shit, but yeah, it was definitely activated <laughs> in terms activated. of just activated, like right? Uh, Sounds activated. like some sort of secret powers. Right? <laughs> my, my, that, that. Release the plutonium. <laughs> that, like, that stuff was definitely touched in terms of just like, oh, man, like, I don't really get up some of these references or uh-huh. I don't really. And it just brought me back to that feeling of like, you know, I, I tried to go to Korean um, language school. Oh, I asked. Yeah. Okay. So I asked my oh, mom. You asked. How old it, were you when you uh, I think I was probably 15. Okay. And I asked if I could at the local Korean church. Guess where? Clarksville. <gasps> Clarksville, bitch. Oh, my God. I was like, can I go to Clarksville during the summer and take these things, take this class? And it was it was hard. It was too because at that point I felt too far away to mm. even begin to try to learn this like language gotcha. that's not even I, what's the word is phonetic versus i don't know that oh stuff, um yes because it's not words. using the letters it's using yes like, the image yeah. yeah it's a completely different called, language much more intuitive but it's, it's slavic well it's from they're all kind of derived from arabic yeah right? a lot of the asian and, languages and korean is actually uh the only language in, well i don't know if this is true but it's the propaganda that they told us so in korean uh-huh. language school they told us that korean was created by a person 
Yes, yeah. that is true. But mm-hmm. I'll add on to that the propaganda I was told because <laughs> I'm t- Taiwanese Chinese, which is that Korean was created by a person who combined Japanese and Chinese. That's true. <laughs> Wait, I forgot the second part. That's so well, funny. It's funny. Sp- talk about spinning things wow. from one side. It's a point of pride. From the other yeah. side, it's a point of pride that we were the originals. So it's like, feel which like, is it? I feel like that's like Forever 21 being like, look, like we made this. And uh, someone's like, well, you made this from a Philip Lim. That's like, so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I I mean, yeah, propaganda, whatever you're told. I mean, I was told by my mom and in my mind for the longest time. I didn't have a lot of Korean friends in the Bay Area growing up. And I really did think, oh, Korea is a combination of Chinese and Japanese culture. So I've yeah. got it. I don't need to learn it. But, I know what it is. But <laughs> the real, the reality is that Japanese stole a lot of culture from, from Korea. Chi- oh, yes. But they also stole from... Yeah. <sighs> so like a lot of the architecture and like even the like yeah. geisha stuff is like mm. actually Korean. Oh really? Well, well they've okay, all kind of taken from they've all taken stuff true. from each other. I think right. um J- J- Japan is so interesting because Japan was so like I don't say evil. That's not the right word, but they were like um you know of imperial whatever they they yeah. were a war country and they took mm-hmm. and but then they did it they re- adapted to their own culture so well yeah. like japanese art is so beautiful and it's its own thing but it does take a lot from other cultures yeah. um but it's become its own thing well a lot so it's yeah a lot of healing has happened between korea and japan yes. recently but back in the day like my grandmother for example mm-hmm. so when i did go to i did go to korea right i learned chopsticks i went to korea yeah and i and i was 11 or 12 and i learned um so much and basically my grandmother she hated like anything Japanese. So she wouldn't yeah. have any Japanese appliances. She wouldn't allow. And she had this whole theory that um, Japanese people were coming to Korea to steal like kimchi <laughs> and kimchi recipes. This was like her thing. Like she was really I mean, talk about appropriation. Yeah. Like that is what the Asian countries are doing to each other. But this is also like wartime. So yeah, because well, she, she grew up in a post, you know, yeah. uh, war culture. And uh, experienced it, and it, it's very, very real to them. That kind yeah, of yeah. My grandpa was yeah. the same. He hated Japan, and I um, remember meeting a friend in college who was Korean, and she was saying, and she would, like hung out the K Town crowds. So all her friends were Korean, and she's kind of just drunk saying this, not like totally being racist, but she was <laughs> just saying like, yeah, you know, the best Asians, it's Korea, China, oh and ja- um, and then Japan shit. at the bottom. Yeah. But then I was like, that's so funny because if you ask a Chinese person, they're like, yeah, China, Japan, Korea, or whatever. Like they're all yeah. like put themselves first, and then th- depending on who they hate the most, they're just at the bottom. <laughs> exactly. And then if you're Viet, I'm just kidding. I yeah, think yeah. there's a joke there. Was I think I've heard a joke before where it was like, and if you're Vietnamese, like. And it, it's a very racist joke. Oh, like, I don't even yeah. know. The punchline oh, is well, very Wong racist. Ali Wong talks about like, the jungle Asians. Is yeah. Her, her words. I hate that shit because it's so it stupid. And it's so yeah. like, like, I feel like America is like the ultimate like bully and like fuck uh-huh. boy. And that's like, are you seriously going to like go? You know what I mean? It's just so it's like, yeah. so misdirected. Yeah. And there's yeah. been so much because um, it's. There's so much history in there. All your white listeners are like, click. Like, they're just like, like, what what is this conversation? What is this? This I think it's, I mean, I can relate it back to um, America and appropriation, what we're talking about in in modern day, too, because there, this is why I don't always jump immediately on the outrage train train on the appropriation topic. I think clearly Mm. when you see something that feels like appropriation, it is like, and we all know what that is, you know, the frat boys making the like slanty yeah. eyes or whatever mm-hmm. that clearly is like no don't do that but then there's like um there was like the girl yeah. who wore a chi pao to her prom who genuinely was like sh- and she was a pretty white blonde girl so that. the picture looked didn't do her any favors yeah. 
but she genuinely upon like reading more about it seemed like she just really liked the dress was really interested in chinese culture no malice no hate like that's a little trickier because I think people get mad because I see that and that rem- triggers yeah. other people who are doing it for the wrong reasons. And so she's representing them. But actually, that to me speaks a little closer to like when we're talking about like Japan, the war part's bad, but then they came back and they really like this, um, you know, uh, like what's shaved ice is originally from Taiwan. And now it's, there's a version of that in everything. Like Bingsu yeah. in Korea, J- Japan has it, Philippines have it, and they've done cool things in their yeah. own countries with it like i love being soup it's different from mango shaved ice but originally it started from them being like we like this thing so we're gonna take it and to me that gets a little trickier because i don't really think that's appropriation i think that there's for sure mixed feelings like if yeah. you lost a war you can hate that country but them taking the food and building on it is just a part of global like global economy i think it's fascinating the difference between cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation and where that line is and i think for me at least in my brain it's about like respect Mm -hmm. and self-awareness so if like you're self-aware and you know that this is controversial or that you know that some people might have feelings about it but you still because you do appreciate it so much or you have this connection to Mm -hmm. that culture i feel like possibly there is a way for it to be okay I think yeah well I guess it's like who are you hurting and also you can just you have to just accept that some people won't like it you don't have to convince everyone also like Selena for me at least like okay again you know canceled I'm canceled (laughs) also my name is Nori but you know it's which is a very Japanese name but my name is Nori but I just never I I just thought people would have like a hard time and so I just like say it's like Nori you know like Nori yeah like like this yeah but Korean is Nori you know Nori Uh is the Korean version of it so maybe I'll change it who knows but um don't change your name no no Nori is easier um but people always ask me they're like are you Japanese because (laughs) it's you know to them it is very Japanese but um when Selena Gomez um did the bindi like she this is Mm. a long time ago she had a old song and she the whole the look for that song that album was like indian inspired oh yeah uh, like yeah. when you're ready to come yes. get it da, 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 <laughs> and then she does like the the hand movements yeah and people went crazy they were so upset and like canceled and all that kind of stuff and for me it's like you know it's interesting when a person of color like appropriates from another culture of color like mm-hmm. it to me it's like not as bad it feels yeah. not as bad as like a white person because of history and because yes. of like the dynamics of power. Yeah, but like she power, is a pop star, so she definitely she has does power. Read. Yeah, she has power. She's very light skinned. You know, it's yeah. like very the politics of her are very interesting to me. I feel like with that situation, I'm like, I'm not gonna try to cancel. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I don't think it's great, and I don't think it looks great. And I feel like someone should have made a better choice there. But like in the grand scheme of things, it's not malicious. Um, it does it? Do I like it? No. Mm-hmm. But I, you know what's interesting with Asian cultures cross, uh, like taking things and building off, I think is that they also then, there's a conversation, right? Like Japanese people might be like, oh, we have sushi, but we love um, Taiwanese beef noodle soup. And then Taiwanese people go to Japan and they love this. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like there's one that's like, and once we take it, it's ours. Whereas white mm. people, when they take it, I feel like they're like, oh, we found this gem and now it's, it's ours like and we're going to introduce it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not like they're taking it, building it off of it and giving something else back. Interesting. There's no like conversation, I feel like. Yes, it's not a conversation. I think that's a great way to look at it. Conversation versus like a monologue, right? Or, yeah. or uh, stealing a speech. I don't like whatever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's on a back and forth. Yeah. Give and take. 
Yeah. Well, okay, so you went to Korea. Mm-hmm. You appropriated the chopsticks. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, you yeah. learned how to mm-hmm, use chopsticks. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was sort of just, you wanted to be able to go there and just like fit in and know how to. Yeah, because I was going to be, we're staying with our family, you know, we're staying uh-huh. with my mom's family and um, her brother. We stayed with her brother and he he's he's a bitch like he's <laughs> fucking like shady oh, like no. super he will he reminds me of like a drag queen like he was he was just so shady okay and so yeah uh-huh. i was encouraged by my mom to like learn how to use chopsticks so that to like impress him yeah because he okay. would like have and it's funny because it you know apparently i didn't do a good enough job because they still thought it was bad <laughs> Even when I was using them, they're like, that's a weird. They're like, that's a weird way to hold them. That's not <laughs> the right way to do it. Did you have cousins your age there? They were not my age. I was 12 and they were probably in their 20s. Okay. But they were very sweet to me and very nice to me. And they kind of helped. But no one really spoke English in, okay. the, in a real way. Mm. And so it was very kind of interesting that way. How did, how did it feel being there and immersed in that culture? It was really hard because my mom actually traveled around a lot to see other family and I would just stay at her brother's house. Okay. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but he's a bitch. Like he's <laughs> very shady. And so I didn't really like, you know, I didn't really get along with him very well. Uh-huh. And um, he would just make fun of me like constantly oh. like um, shrimp. So basically in Korea, at least I, my lens is through him. So maybe <laughs> this is just a crazy ass family, but they eat the shell. They, they don't, they don't oh. peel shrimp. They okay. eat because it's part of the experience. It's crunchy. It's flavor. I don't know. They just eat it. You, like a boiled shrimp, not like fried. Yeah. So if if so, you fry it and then you. Oh, but okay. You don't I've take had fried the, shrimp with a shell on it. Yeah, and they just eat it. They don't take the okay. shell off. They just eat it. And so I was peeling the, the shell off, and he was like, "What? What are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm peeling the shell." And he was just like, "Oh, oh!" And then he just like started laughing. And so that's a very specific memory that I have. But I ended up just getting addicted to the um, internet cafes. Okay. Because that was the place I felt safe. Yeah. So I played, um, I don't know, if, do you know Diablo? Oh, the internet, very safe. Um, <laughs> Diablo? Diablo, yes, I do Okay, that. so it's like pre-World of Warcraft. Yes, yeah. And I just got um, you know, addicted to Diablo because <laughs> that was the only place I you felt You are safe. rich. I feel like those places charge like up the wahoo. Oh, it must, I'm, I must have spent <laughs> at least $4,000. Like it was not okay. Back when the internet was like a dollar a minute. Or yeah, something. it was yeah. really bad. But when my, when my mom got back, my brother, again, such a, I can't stress this enough, just what a gossipy queen he is. He was just like, you know that your child was like, is addicted to the computer now. And <laughs> this is just like so shady and oh, gossipy. Like, Excuse so me. So if you're out there, you know, uncle just. Just like a full grown man. Full grown, full grown, <laughs> shady queen man. Kid. I know. I think looking back, I wonder if he was gay because he was just, I mean, he was married to a, a, to a woman and then he had kids, but he was just so like queen, queenie. Mm. So a part of me is like, I think you. He's trying to drag you. Huh? He was just trying to drag you because he, like, he, 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 he was dragging. He was reading me. He was dragging me. The library was open and the computer cafe was also open. And I went there. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> thing you said about the shrimp reminded me of something that I, I think is really interesting that it, um, that kind of speaks to like this, like people making fun of stuff like Chinese people eat their beef like fully cooked. That's mm. like how you eat it. Like, of course, if you go to a steakhouse. A Western steakhouse. I, I think the rich people know, but they treat it like foreign food, right? Mm. So they're like, this is how you eat it. Mm. But if they were to go to um, like a Chinese place and order steak, well done, well done. It's always well done, like, which is wild to me growing up here because, you know, like medium rare, maybe like medium mm-hmm. rare, maybe medium, whatever. But like, 
I feel like if you go to a restaurant and you order your steak well done here, people are like, what the fuck? Ooh, yeah. But I think it's a cultural thing. And I didn't realize that till, um, I've been back enough as an adult to be like, okay, that's just how they eat their beef here. That's just how they eat it. And to not cook your beef mm -hmm. seems unsanitary to them. And so they wouldn't do that. Yeah. And so when they come here, they also order it like that. And then people make fun of them. I've also, I've worked at restaurants too. I've also, I think in black culture too, it's similar. Yeah. I, I can't speak too much to the specifics because I, I didn't grow up mm -hmm. in a black household, but I worked at a restaurant and I remember like the servers would be like, why are they always ordering it well done? I'm like, it must be a cultural thing yeah. because in Taiwan it for sure is a cultural thing. And I've seen people make fun of Chinese people for that. Yeah. And I think, um, that is where I feel like sometimes America does feel like a bully because it's not just mm. being like, Oh, interesting. That's different. Cool. It's like, that's different. Ha 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 ha. You yeah. suck. Like, it's like, like we're, we're the center of the world. We know what's right. And this is wrong. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Like that sort of feeling. I'm like, where does that come from? It's so, it's so wild. And it's me. so double, you know, it's so like double hypocrisy because it's like, not only are they making fun of people, they're also stealing yes, culture. And then they take, and then they're so like, we are going to do fried rice better than you. It's and so fucked up. Do you remember that, um, that white lady in New York who wanted to make <gasps> clean yes, Chinese oh food? My God. <laughs> yeah, I think that the new SNL cast member, he's oh, a yeah, big yeah. fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a big fan of that place. Huge <laughs> fan of that place. Shane, what's his name? Uh, Gillis. Yeah, he loves that yeah, place. Yeah, he loves the clean loves Chinese clean food. Loves clean Chinese food. No MSG. Um, yeah. Yeah, no MSG. None of that nasty, you know, Chinese I, I wrote something. I was asked to write for um, Betches, where sometimes I write, because they kind of market to, like, sorority girls, but, like, a satirical piece about when that restaurant came out. And I think they were afraid to, they wanted to make fun of it, but they were afraid to touch it. So they're like, let's give it to a Chinese sorority girl um, who can like dance this line. And I don't even know if I did it right. I just wrote what I thought was funny. Mm -hmm. But to me, the funniest thing about white girls complaining that Chinese food isn't clean is like, they probably have only had bad Chinese food. Like, I'll be totally honest. I'm sure the places they go are not clean and are not good. But sorry that you don't know where the good shit is. I mean, I like, mean, talk about not being on the list. Like, if you've never had, if all you've ever had is like, literally like take out hole in the wall places yeah that stuff i don't i i don't that's not what i think of when i think of chinese food you know i mean yeah and i love a sorority girl who like snorts line of coke and then it's oh like God, right? like this chinese food is yeah, not she's clean. definitely like been on the floor of a yeah, bar so, bathroom so a dick. No. your whole life is so <laughs> clean yeah no that's slut shaming and i didn't i meant more like being in a dirty <laughs> bar bathroom and i was like what would you be doing on the floor yeah but you could be um doing your makeup on the floor and I'm nothing not, wrong with sex and, and I'm not even drug shaming either. I'm just yeah. saying that it's it's, it's very hypocritical. It's a hypocritical. Yeah. Yes, it's a bit picking and choosing, yes. kind of like what is clean and what is not clean in your life. Yeah, it's you like whenever I mean? um uh we used to go to music festivals and there'd be girls who were like super super like vegan like healthy lifestyle but then they're like yes. doing a shit ton of ecstasy and i'm yep. like okay well you know that's like mm. way worse for you than any yeah. of the any of the meat that you're eating literally like it's kind of it's a little <laughs> to me that is whiteness and just like i can't i really can't yeah oh man and msg you know I think science has like even shown that MSG like is not bad. It's not any worse for you than salt. It's literally yeah. just salt. It's all been proven <laughs> that the guy who wrote that journal, like it's been disproven. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter to them. I don't oh think people who are racist uh, are rooted in facts. They're just rooted yeah. in feelings. And, and they chose the nastiest letters to they're like <laughs> MSG. Madison Square Garden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Coincidence. Like Oracle, you know, like that's a better team. You know, Listen, no coincidence there. <laughs> I smell conspiracy and I yeah, just saying. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Wait. So I want to continue about your trip. Oh so yeah. 
Or was there more about the trip or then you came back and what happened? Well, I was in Korea for a month. Okay. Like a, it was a long trip. Did you feel like, I guess, uh, were you feeling like you were like accepting your culture and this was a new awakening or you were you like, this is good. I'm done. I'm well, going to go I, back. I stayed with my, my other uncle. Okay. Okay. So like first was he it was, bitch? he was great. Okay. So I had this <laughs> first uncle that was like a bitch and mean and like kind of sassy and rude. Then I stayed with this other uncle who was like quiet and just like he like we just did not even talk like there okay. was just no talking. I would just follow him around. He would take me to places and then we, we would eat at these different places uh-huh. and it was delicious. We went to this sea. Um, there's this town in Korea that's famous for seafood. Okay. I can't remember what the name is. Pusan. I did. Okay. I just did it. Oh it's my God. Pusan. You did it. Congrats. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you everyone. And uh, <laughs> it was such a fun trip because like, you know, it was like he was showing me all the, f- all the fish and how they like cut it. And it was just like a really fun kind of like yeah. educational. And then we would eat all the food and he like loved Michael Jackson. Like he okay. was obsessed. God. Him. No. I know. I'm just like, <laughs> I feel like, listen, different when times. We all did. We all, yeah. lo- it's okay. We all loved him. This is a segue, but I, d- I have been having meet- Hollywood meetings for the first time this week. Yeah. And it's like, it's teaching me I have no chill because like <laughs> within the first minute, I'm like, Louis C.K., like, let's talk about it. <laughs> and they're just like, and wait, like, what? Yeah, don't, yeah. You don't know what to say. Yeah. I literally went to like, you know, this production company and talked about like climate change. <laughs> and they were just like, we don't want to like think about that right now. So like, can you like, please stop talking? Like, they're like, let's talk about Ariana Grande. Like, Listen, I got a Tesla. So yeah, it's good. I've done my part. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but I hope I the listeners know I'm very poor. Like I'm not, <laughs> I, it's a, this is a bit, it's a joke. I actually do not have any money. Um, um wow. But, yeah. no, but you walked in here with yeah. a, like a American Express. I was in, I don't even know what's <laughs> the black card. Platinum was, <laughs> I just gave away the that diamond, I'm not rich. Yeah. You walked in with a blinging card, card and yeah. you waved it in my face and you went Here. I did no I'm staying in a Korea town like <laughs> fucking like poor blood anyway so um I'm just kidding uh so you got to see all this culture so much culture was it so were you meeting people your age I feel like that's no that's the loneliest part hard. about going to Asia I have a twin sister so we used to have yeah. each other but whenever the like the kids had to like go back for the holidays or for mm-hmm. the summer it was we always would be like, I'm bored. It was boring because oh. your friends aren't there and your kids, kids your age aren't there. But well, speaking of kids, I was talking about Michael Jackson. So oh. basically, <laughs> okay. my uncle like loved Michael Jackson. <laughs> Great segue. And, I know, thank you, thank you so much. Um, you're gonna, you're probably gonna edit that out. So um, <laughs> basically, he took me to this one place and they made their, they made really good bibimbap. Okay. And it was they like did the stone pot and it was mm-hmm. like really good and stuff. And he was just like, my mom was there for that for that visit. And so she was translating and he said, he was like, oh, like Michael Jackson came to this restaurant and they gave him a bibimbap and he loved it. And he like loved the bibimbap and he was just his face like because again, Uh stone cold, no emotion, Uh super just just this like cowboy of like a Korean man. Yeah. And his whole face lit up when he was talking (laughs) about Michael Jackson eating this bibimbap. And I thought that was so funny. Like even then I was just like, this is so funny. That's so fun. Like yeah. I'm watching like sort of what, what makes it like, obviously Michael Jackson's worldwide popular, but when you actually yeah. see it affecting someone in a different country, it's cool. And I just remembered that there was one family gathering where there were cousins who were younger than me. So I was 12 and they must've been what, 10 or like nine or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they were boys. And, um, and I remember them being like hamburger, like that's all they would be ah, like hamburger. hamburger and I would say and I'd be like yes <laughs> and they'd be like yeah hamburger I like oh and I would be like oh that's great I was like bibimbap I was like I like 
um, <gasps> and so then cute. and then Michael Jackson came out of no. I'm oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> God, I'm so sorry. Um, but no, they'd be like. And then my favorite one though of this like one word kind of thing sure. was one goes Matrix, <gasps> and I was like, oh Matrix. I was uh-huh. like, I was like, yeah, Matrix, like cool. <laughs> yeah. Wait, was Matrix out then? Yeah, it was like what two thousand three? When was it? No, earlier than that. Nineties, right? So yes, this it was Matrix. I was like, "Fuck!" Did I mix up a memory? No, no, it, it was, was Matrix. Uh, ni- Ninety-nine. It was ding, ding, ding. And then you guys just did the backward. Yes. Bend no, he did. Oh, I swear to God, I he love. did. He did the backward bend, and I was like, "Yeah, cool, Matrix." And then the other one was uh, pizza. Oh. Pizza. So food, I guess, is the That's real. The real connecting and, factor. And uh, that guy, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's the. He's part he's, Asian. He's, yeah. He and it's Korean. Japanese. Oh, maybe you know, like this is how when Asian. I was growing up, Korean. I didn't. Re- he didn't read to me as Asian. Yeah. At all. Yeah. But now I'm By like, design. oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but, but they design. did that on purpose, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I think it's Korean. I think well, Fred Armisen is part Korean. Oh, okay. Which is really interesting. Rob Schneider's to me. like a quarter Filipino. Yeah. I know, and Hollywood wants to hide those facts. But he's people. done yellow face. Is That's it called true. yellow face if he's if you're doing part it? yellow? Yeah. I think it's uh, the way it's done. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like. If I dressed up like that, it would still be yellow face. Mm-hmm. And I'm full yellow. Yeah. <laughs> You're full yellow. I'm full yellow. <laughs> and I mean, with blonde hair, you are you are I'm full yellow. yellow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My hair is doing yellow face. I feel like yellow is such a funny color to ascribe yeah. Asian people. Like, why was it yellow? Um, you is there know, a history I think, to this? Yeah, I think there is. And I, I might be totally wrong. So please drag me if I am. But I think it has something to do with like, is it like what the opium and stuff like oh. so white people said like because your skin gets yellow i may be oh. totally wrong they might just be fully racist and wanting to pick a different color yeah. but like They're just i running think out. it has to do with um either opium or some sort of disease or something and that's yeah. why they said that but i remember that song oh speaking of christian songs that god jesus loves the little children yeah that one and and in it they go like Red and yellow, black and white, all the children in a sight. Oh Jesus my God, loves I, the children of the world. Oh my God, I like completely blacked out. I that didn't like every that. day. And uh, one time I asked my teacher, I was like, "Who's yellow?" And she was like, "You are." Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing! Yeah, so. Wow. So yeah, that was my experience in a Christian uh, uh, wow. kindergarten. Wow, <laughs> that is just. That's incredible. <laughs> that's truly incredible. It's like I am. Oh. oh, yeah. That's a racist song. I hope they're not singing that anymore. Yeah, I, they are. They probably. for sure are. Yeah, yeah. in Christian did, County where for I'm sure. From, they, I because I was I completely was like, wow, I remember that song. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh my God. funny. Um, how did this? Okay, let's give it a little ahead. So, how did this yeah. affect you growing up? Because you obviously like got out of there and you went to college and mm-hmm. um, are in the Bay where there's plenty of Asian people and you know, yeah. uh, you're, you're more in touch with your roots now. What, yeah. what was that journey like? Like, did you have a moment where you're like, I really need to learn more or were you just kind of like, all right, that's in the back of my head. So I'll internalize that. 100%. Yes. So basically I went from Kenyon college to New York In New York. I really didn't have any Korean kind of <clears throat> connection. Like, the most was I would go to Koreatown and maybe get Korean food because my mm-hmm. brother would come or something like that. But when I moved to Oakland, I really, truly, like, intentionally sought out Korean community. Yeah. And um, what's so amazing about the Bay Area is that they do have these, like, pockets of really niche kind mm-hmm. of, like, groups of people. 
And so there actually was this like queer and trans Korean drumming group. Oh my gosh. Where they do indigenous Korean oh, drumming. Awesome. Oh, it's like the back flip where they it's do the back Yes, I've seen that. Pungmul, awesome. yeah. Pungmul is um, Korean drumming. And that was such a wonderful healing experience to kind of like be with this group of people. Because um, Korean people are actually really homophobic mm-hmm. and just um, because of Western influence and missionaries. And there's, sure. I mean, I'm sure there's all these different cultural yeah, factors. Asian. Yeah. But yeah, they're very outwardly homophobic and there's not a lot of visible queer culture in Korea. Mm-hmm. And so it was just really cool to be with these people who um, some of them are full. Some of mm-hmm. them were mixed like me. Some of them were first gen, second gen. Um, it, w- it was just a great, cool group of people who were kind of reclaiming their like Korean identity. Yeah. So that was really, it was awesome. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. I've had a similar experience when I went to NYU because I grew up in the Bay, so very much surrounded by Asian people. But I felt a culture shock being in New York because I, um, I felt like I was always part of the mainstream in my school. Like there were so many Asian people, I didn't feel like we had to separate. And in New York at NYU, there were people who came from small towns who flocked to the Asian um, student unions. Mm. And then me not being a part of them, I felt like I was like in this weird middle ground. So then I started missing like Asian culture and being around it. So then I also did that. I like sought Mm. out to the point where I almost felt like I was like (laughs) sort of fetishizing my own culture where I was like, ooh, a Chinese group. And they're way more Chinese than me. And then I'd like really jump in and be like, I'm Chinese too. Hey, guys. But I didn't Mm. feel like I really was as much as they were. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like, excuse me, in the in the Korean group, there also was some pain because it did wake up that um, because there, there was this, unfortunately there was this unspoken hierarchy mm-hmm. of like people who are first gen and speak Korean yeah. fluently who, so the more access you have to the culture, I felt like the more they like had a stake in the group. Mm. And so I did feel almost insecure about just kind of my lack of Korean uh, culture. Uh-huh. And so it was kind of like not knowing how to use chopsticks like all over again, you know? Oh man. So yeah, yeah I feel like there was also, and like you said about like the fetishization or whatever that, that was like for me, what, how I relate to that is that it was really important to me and it was, it had a very important place in my life, but after a while it became less important. Yeah. Right. Because yes. I was healing that wound. I was able to, kind of face some things I needed to face. Mm-hmm. And then I just had a desire to maybe have friendships and relationships that weren't just based on identity. You yeah, know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I, I feel like that with um first moving to LA and coming out too, because I was like questioning in college, but, and then I came out as bi, but I didn't have a lot of like queer female friends. I had plenty of gay friends in, um, in New as York. As everyone does. Yeah. But I wasn't in that community at all. And then LA there's, I've, I don't know if it's just that I just wasn't a part of those groups, but in LA I felt like it was so much easier for me to meet queer women. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like for a while I only wanted to hang out in those groups. And I was like, let's all go out. Let's just go to a gay bar and pick up yeah. chicks. And it was like, well, it's not like this isn't what I do normally. Yeah. I'm only doing it because I'm trying to like embed myself in, mm-hmm. and feel secure in yeah. a community. I think there, the, there's such an importance to sharing experiences with people mm-hmm. and having common experiences. And that, that is important. I also think that it's important to go outside of your experiences and meet people yeah. and and have relationships with people who aren't like you. And again, I'm not there's no I'm putting no value on it. It's not <laughs> saying one is better than the other one. I'm just saying that it's important for me at least to have like a a, a balance yeah. of that. Yeah. That's awesome. My mom said she didn't learn how to use chopsticks like formally. Like she mm. I mean she obviously knew how to use them, but the proper form um, till she, right before she got married. Cause when you get married in Taiwan, like 
you know, you have to eat in front of, you're at this big wow. banquet table in front of everyone and um, they watch your form and yeah. to decide if you're going to be a whatever, a good mother. Oh my God. And, or what a good an wife. intense people. Yeah. Like she used it functionally <laughs> and then yeah. she, before her wedding practice to get the form right. And she told me that. And then I remember her telling me that and I was like, do I do it right? She was like, no. And uh, so I just never learned how to, yeah. I mean, I like use them. They're easy for me to use functionally, but I know that my form is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> It's just funny how intense we are as yeah. like as Asian people. It's just like what the fuck? Like a wedding is about like making like, just they judging the bride as how much as possible. Eat. Oh my god! I've god. heard in, I don't know if it's because I, I watched um, We Got Married, which is always a Korean show where they put two celebrities together and made mm. them quote unquote get married and live together for a week. And in the one I watched, um, Ga In from Brown Eyed Girls. Oh, isn't sorry. it? I'm a terrible. Oh, it's okay. Person. She's she's uh she's just a pop star, but she. Um, says part of um, the tradition is you have to cut fruit for your in-laws mm. and then they judge how will you cut fruit. Oh my God. And so I, I remember that. But she did it very badly because she was like, a, you know, notoriously kind of just like a bad it, bad babe kind of thing. Yeah. And so it was funny, but she was like, I can't fucking <laughs> cut this, this fruit. fruit. And they were like, God, you're a bad wife. Yeah. She's like, I don't care, bitch. I'm famous. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I mean, I'm such, I feel like, such, you know, earlier you were joking about me being a rebel or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> I really, truly am like, a, such a bad Korean in like every way possible. <laughs> like I'm queer. I'm like, you know, lazy. I'm, you know, I'm not lazy. I'm just saying like to their eyes, like I would be mm-hmm. lazy, you know, like I'm not pursuing something like very academic or mm-hmm. it's just funny how in every area of my life I have like disappointed my Koreanness. <laughs> if my uncle was around, he would just be like, mm, girl, like you like, mm-mm. <laughs> but they probably ev- like the thing people don't say is they probably secretly all want to break out. Of yeah. That thing. And so if anything, you're actually doing more by, by sort of being a pioneer and like being on the forefront of will art. You, will you be my manager? Yes. I'm very good at, but yeah, I've brought you here in order today to <laughs> tell you, this is actually me? a Hollywood is this meeting. A meeting. This is a general. Oh my God. No. <laughs> you never know. That's what's funny about generals. Is you don't know if it's a general. <laughs> I love it. Don't I know love if it's a general. So don't know if it's a date. Don't know if it's a pitch. You just never know. When they were preparing me for the generals, they were like, they were like, um, just it's just like dating. Oh my gosh, and that's like, the worst advice. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it's the thing I'm like the worst. <laughs> at. Like, thank you so much. The thing that I like have no competency to see over in my life is the thing that this is like. Great. <laughs> dating awesome. is like a terrible comparison because I feel like in dating is the m- most unsure when you're like. It's so much about so both bad. of you. Um, like you, you both have to make your decision, but also it's like, you know, it's all about like sort of being like, all right, where is this going to go? But yeah. I feel like there's no confidence there. You got to go in a meeting and be like, no, this is about me telling you what's up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the, uh, God, I just, I can't, I'm like, great. I'm just going to get ghosted. Oh no. And then like, or you're going to call me and be like, I just actually got back with my other client, uh-huh. you know, like it's <laughs> like, this is not what I want. Oh uh, gosh. Well, but Hollywood. Um, meetings. I don't remember. Oh, what was I? Oh, about being mm. a rebel. Yeah. Um, I don't, I've noticed more and more like, and that's probably cause we're both in the arts and in comedy, but like there are way more Asian people in comedy and entertainment yeah. and like who have had the similar experience of growing up Asian American and being in sort of like in between worlds and now are old enough to talk about it and write about it and create art. And I think that's really cool. I don't think that's something I've felt like I had any access to growing up. So I do think this mm. is a new wave of like maybe then 
thing that people are going to want their kids to get into is like, why can't you be more like Ali Wong? Like, <laughs> right. Or Bo go on Yang. stage. Yeah. It's like, look at Bo and Yang. <laughs> He's, you know, it's, I think it is cool. I wonder, that's a really interesting question. Like if that will be changing. Well, if a kid's like, I want to be a doctor, the parents can be disappointed. Like, yeah. really? You're just going to, just going to follow the pack and a be doctor? a doctor. It's like, you're just going to be straight. You're straight. <laughs> oh. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, straight Asian. I don't want a straight child. Gross. Gross. Ugh. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Did we miss anything in, in your chopstick story? No, I don't. I mean, I don't think so. I think that, you know, I'm healed. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I've been able to integrate all parts of myself. I'm You're staying I'm, in Koreatown. I'm in Koreatown now and I think I'm. Do you celebrate like, it. um, Korean holidays? Do you guys have like, Oh, we just l- had like Chuseok. Chuseok just happened. Was that mi- uh, mid-autoon festival? I think it's the, right? the moon. Yeah. Full yes, moon okay, festival. Wh- it, that just happened. Yes. I it did was not, like yesterday. No, I, uh, oh, I had a Korean, f- I did have, I went to Korean barbecue. <gasps> oh, okay. Yeah. So go. look at, look at God. I did that. I yeah. love that there's a, it's the same holiday, but it's totally different name, but it's probably similar. It's like celebrating yeah. the full harvest moon. Yeah. I went to a really good Korean barbecue um, yesterday. Well, there you go. There you go. Harvest um something to do with the having abundance, abundance and you had an abundance of, of green meat. barbecue yeah um well thanks so much for sharing that of um uh that's 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 the end of All this right. pod nori so <laughs> is there anything you would like to promote yeah i mean i uh let's see myself mm-hmm. where can people follow you yourself yeah i i live in instagram that's where i live yeah and i got so a great gram it's my name it's nori reed great content you know just really good my uncle's just all over it. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson loves the So just Instagram. Just follow me there. You know. Cool. And yeah. you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod. Um, or you can follow me at Larissa T. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.